is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, welcome back to my three-part video series on becoming a consistent person, moving away, moving away from being that person who's always starting and stopping plans and moving closer to being that person who just kind of consistently does. Uh, in video one, we talked about setting boundaries. Like you actually, if you want to be consistent, like you have to know where in your day you're going to do that thing for yourself. A lot of times you're like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to start exercising. But we haven't set it in the schedule and we haven't um, taught our family members, uh, hey, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. You cannot bother me. I'm doing this thing. So the suggestion I gave was use the weekly planner that I have and like actually like on paper, put it on paper, keep this paper with you wherever you go. I have it right next to me as I'm working, but it's like very clear. Ah, here is where I am doing my self-care session. I'm going to have to teach this to the people in my household that like this is time that's important for me. People will treat you the way you teach them to treat you. So if this is important to you, you need to teach the people around you that this is important to you. Um, people are not going to respect boundaries if you haven't put those boundaries up. Boundaries are healthy and boundaries um, help create a healthy and happy life. You cannot be someone who's consistent, be someone who consistently takes care of themselves if you have not set those boundaries. So this is really important to like, Put it on paper. Don't just set an alarm on your phone. Like put it on paper so you can see in your day where that time is for yourself and then teach the people around you like that's the time for myself. I used to be that person who was always starting and stopping things. Um, I've talked about this on the running podcast that I mean I was starting and stopping running all the time. And even while I was training for races, it would be this starting and stopping. Starting and running for the race, race is over, I'm done. I see this with a lot of clients, like they have done uh like competitions at their gym, um, weight loss competitions, they're like eating healthy and working out, and then the competition is done and they stop, right? And so we need a different plan. That way of doing things does not work. It hasn't actually changed who you're being. It's like this thing. You, you rush and you, you overwhelm yourself to get to that end point. And then once you hit that end point, you just stop. So we have to do, do things differently. And we have to focus on becoming the person who is consistent. So anytime I catch myself like writing a goal, um, goals are great because they can guide you to where you want to go. But the goal that that like that that shiny ribbon or that shiny metal, <laughs> that blue ribbon, that shiny metal, that's not actually the thing that's going to make you happy. I know that we've all gotten that medal um, in whatever whatever context it was, but you're like, oh shoot, this thing didn't make me happy because you were mis miserable along the journey. So it's not the destination. The destination can guide you to where you want to go, but it really is the journey, how you're getting there, uh, being the person that you like, being a person that you like and liking who you are along that journey. Okay, okay. So we already have on our calendar that we're going to do self-care sessions in the morning, right? Now it's really important to like actually know what you're going to do during that time. I used to write on my planner, um, Oh, I'm, you know, 
exercise or whatever, but I didn't actually know what I was supposed to do during that time. Um, or when people would talk about like, ah, wake up, wake up early and like, you know, like meditate. We're like, oh, I don't know how to do those things. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think especially once I, um, completely <laughs> like left teaching and had to figure out what do you do during your day? I was like completely on my own and I had all of the hours in the day and it was like, what do you do with all of these hours? And I know a lot of people right now during the pandemic, it's like I have these hours in my day where I'm no longer commuting and I just find myself using that extra time to be on my phone or to be consuming the media and not feeling so great. So what I'm going to teach you now is what to actually do during this self-care time. This is really important because it's going to set you up in a way um, for your day and your year, your year of growth and your life. It's going to set you up so you feel good, not gross. You feel happier. Um, you just you just feel energized. Like you start your day feeling good instead of feeling that dread and that despair. I look forward to waking up every morning, which is crazy for me to think about because I, I just remember, I don't know, like five years ago, 10 years ago, even two years ago, uh, there was just a lot of dread about waking up in the morning. So then at night, what I would do, um, I would put off going to sleep until like as late as possible. And I would still, while I was in bed, be on my phone because there was so much anxiety about having to wake up the next morning and start the day. And that's not a fun way to live life. Um, when I look back and it's like, wow, how many years of life did you do that? It doesn't feel so good. It's like this is your one chance on this planet and you spent so many hours and so many days just feeling a lot of um, dread, despair, anxiety, sadness, depression. Like that's how I spent a lot of my years. So I don't want that for you. If you're in that place now or you have been in that place or you foresee getting to that place, I don't want that for you. So what I'm going to teach you is how to set up your morning so you actually look forward to it when you go to bed at night and then you wake up and it's going to help you feel energized. So let's get into that. So this is a sample self-care session. I have a more, there's more stuff on it when I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I want to make sure that this is something that you can actually do without any guidance. So I simplified it for you. But when I work with clients, it, there's more steps to it because, I mean, you can just do more and you can be held accountable to doing more when you have someone right next to you. Um, when you're doing something on your own, I want it to be simple so it's something that you can actually implement and you're not like, oh my gosh, like I'm so overwhelmed because I don't know how to do any of these things. Super simple, okay? So this is my giant worksheet. <laughs> so we start off at the top, self-care session. The purpose of this is not to have a whole piece of paper. Um, this isn't a worksheet to hand into a teacher. This is a worksheet to help guide the activities that you're doing. But again, the purpose of it is self-care. Why do we do self-care? So that we feel good, not gross. So that we feel energized. So that we can participate in life. We can have good relationships. We're not resentful. We're not like, oh my gosh, I did all of these things for work and for my family, but I never had time for myself. This is putting your oxygen mask on before you put on others. Okay. So we start with, this is so important. I like, it is so important. Do not go on your phone first thing in the morning. Do not turn on the television. As soon as you do that, as soon as you um, connect with the outside world, your brain goes to, you start thinking all of the anxious thoughts 
about everything happening in the world. Let's just say, like, the reality is, like, there are some crazy things happening right now, right? It just is. Your brain, like, your sanity, you do not need to engage with that information the first hour of your day. You just don't. Just think about this. You know, 10, 15 years ago, you did not have a smartphone. Um, if we go back, I don't know, 60 years, I have no idea, 60 years, 70 years, I don't know, 100 years ago, there was not television that people woke up and they had to engage with the world right away. They did something, you know, you, for yourself. You got you got to work on things that actually helped your family um, move along in life. So that's like, this is our, our modern version of doing stuff to help you and your family move, move along in life. Do not go on your phone or television uh, first thing in the morning. So I like when I go through my day, I have this printed out. And that's like at the top and I go through. Um, and I remind myself, ah, yes, I'm not going on my phone. I'm not turning on the television. We don't turn on the television in our house until probably six or 7pm. Um, it didn't used to be like that. We used to be on it right away. So anyways, I go through, bam, I uh, I'm not there. I'm not on the phone. The next thing I do when I first wake up is I drink a glass of water and I take some vitamin D, um, but I drink a glass of water, I like chug it, and then I fill up my water bottle for my morning and I come up to my space. Remember we set this boundary, we set this boundary in our schedule and I have this space. If you live in a smaller place, um, we lived in a one bedroom apartment for a while, we lived in a studio apartment for a while. You have to figure out like, okay, cool, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to put on some headphones, whatever, but you got to find some space for yourself or a special chair that you sit in, but like make this environment like, ah, that's where I sleep, here's where I do something for myself, completely different. Environment is very important. So back to this, <laughs> water, and then log in. So if you're working with me, we meet and we run through all of this, and you actually log in and I help you through this. So it's like... Um, it's nice. <laughs> Human interaction is nice. Okay. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to meditate. If you've never meditated before, <laughs> don't worry. You're going to keep it super simple. I have a couple of options for you. One, you can go onto YouTube and you can just type in three minute meditation. If you feel like typing, uh, going onto YouTube first thing in the morning, it's going to be too much of a temptation to move over to your email or to like look at the next thing on YouTube, then don't bother with that. You can sign up for a free trial with Headspace and you can do meditation there. Or the thing that I love to do, like this is, this is so easy. I do this in the middle of the day if I feel um, a lot of anxiety, if I feel a lot of tightness in my chest. I go onto Spotify and I type in spa music and I just listen to it and I breathe. So the purpose of this, the purpose of meditation is to Calm your body, calm your mind. Um, when you notice yourself going, your thoughts going all over the place, that's your opportunity to redirect back to your breath. It's not going to be easy to start, so I do not recommend. I had a friend that was like, oh, I got this subscription, and we're doing 30-minute meditations, but my mind just wanders the 30 minutes. 30 minutes is too much. Start with one minute of meditation. Start with three minutes of meditation. Keep it super simple. Something that you actually look forward to. Meditation should not stress you out. It should actually teach you to relieve stress. So if it's stressing you out, you need to decrease it. Do something different. Okay? So we go through. You're going to listen to one minute of spa music or three minutes, whatever. The next thing that you're going to do is gratitude. I am grateful. I didn't used to do this. 
um, I only recently started doing this a few months ago. The, the reason that we start with uh, gratitude is it immediately takes you to, it takes your mind away from thinking about all of the things that are wrong with your life, all of the things that are wrong with the world, and it focuses your mind on the things that are going well, the things that are going great. If you're in a really deep depressive hole, it can feel hard to see that anything is going well. So you can start with little things like, oh, wow, I woke up today. That's great. Lots of people did not wake up today. You know, I am grateful for being able to get in deep breaths. I'm grateful for being able to be in a space of my own. I am grateful. I don't know. There's some days that I write. <laughs> I'm grateful for the pen that I have today. Um, I had a crappy pen yesterday. This pen writes smoothly. It's helping me. Like, I literally have written that. Or I'm grateful for the clients and my the people in my life. I'm grateful I get to still talk to my mom on the phone. I'm grateful that my legs work. I'm grateful that my knee is working, you know, that I can move with ease. Um, if, if things feel really chaotic, you can go to really basic things and just look and see what are the things that you're grateful for? So you're going to write like, I am grateful for, I'm going to write, I'm grateful for this marker today. Um, and then I always like, one of the reasons that I keep the worksheet like this where there is space there, um, some days you might want to write more, some days you might want to write less, and that's fine. Whatever, Whatever's going on in your life is fine. Some days my... My print is very, very small so that I can fit a lot in the paper, and sometimes it's not. Okay, the next thing that we're going to move to is aspirational identity. This is what I was talking about, you know, uh, becoming a consistent person. It's not just about the habits. It's not just about all of these random things. It's the, the way to really change um, the, the course of your life and the way to really make sure that habits stick is you have to change your identity. One of the reasons that I stuck with running is because I called myself a runner. My podcast, actually, you are a real runner. That's a big thing. That's why I have stuck with running over the last six years. I started to call myself a runner, right? One of the reasons I've stuck with podcasting, I've called myself a podcaster. One of the, right? So it's like, if we want to stick with something, let's start taking on that identity. Um, I, I think that now I'm a morning person. Um, I'm not up at like 5am, but like I wake up and I do something for myself first thing in the morning. I look forward to mornings. I'm a morning person now. That's one of the reasons that it's stuck. Um, so I've taken on that identity and also I enjoy, like enjoy what I'm doing. Okay. So your aspirational identity, if you're not really sure how to guide this, I would start with being a consistent person. <laughs> that's a, that's another one that I use for a lot of things. That actually, um, I wanted to be a consistent podcaster. Uh, I think maybe the first two years of me making the podcast, it was it was happening. There was like 100 episodes out, but it wasn't happening consistently. I didn't have a system in place for how it was happening through my week. And once I was like, okay, you know, you want to be a consistent podcaster, then it was like, bam, every Friday you're going to record a podcast. And then it got moved to Monday. But like having that day, again, it was in my schedule. It was in my schedule. And I had that aspirational identity that I wanted for myself. Okay. So let's just pretend you want to be a consistent blank. Um, just a consistent 
consistent morning person. Let's start with that. I mean, it really can be anything. Consistent runner, consistent person who takes care of themselves. Like, you'll have to work and see what words work for you. Like, it, it needs to make sense for you, okay? So, a consistent, healthy eater. So, you don't have to be like, ah, I'm keto or I'm Whole30. It can just be, I'm a consistent, healthy eater. I consistently, healthy, I consistently eat healthy, rather. So, evidence. We don't want to wait for this day in the future, this day five years away, this, you know, this day at the end of 2021 for you to own that identity. You want to start and look for evidence that you are already that person, okay? Um, it, this might feel hard, but the more that you do the habit, the easier it is to look for evidence. You're like, oh, wow, you know, I said I wanted to be a consistent runner. I've gone running two times this week, and I've gone running two times for the past four weeks. That is pretty consistent. Wow, you know, I used to run zero times, and now I, right? So you're going to start looking for evidence, and this is really important because I find for a lot of people, um, it, it's hard for them to own that identity. Oh, no, that's for the people who are perfect at the thing. No, no. The more that you believe this is true of yourself, the more that you will do the habits, and the more that you will find evidence, and the more that you will feel this way, and the more satisfaction you get in life. So, like, evidence can be like, ah, I am awake right now, <laughs> awake and doing this. Whatever. Okay, now let's move down to movement. I have on here morning, afternoon, and evening. Here's why. <laughs> um, a lot of the NEAT, N-E-A-T, which stands for um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, a lot of that, that's just like the moving around, the steps like when you drive to work and you park your car and then the steps from your car to the building, we don't have a lot of that because we're not commuting as much. Or even if you are going to work, we're not, you know, stopping at the coffee shop uh, and like congregating or stopping at a restaurant afterwards or a bar or whatever. We're not getting a lot of movement and a lot of natural movement in, in our day. So I have on here morning movement, afternoon movement, evening movement. I'm not saying that you need to do a 30-minute HIIT workout for each of these. In fact, I never do 30 minute hip, work, hip workouts. I, I basically break up my movement into 15 or 20 minutes. That's like, so in the morning, in the morning, my suggestion is you're going to set a timer for 15 minutes and do whatever feels good. So there's some options. You could do a dance party, put on some music and you could dance. If you have weights, you can lift. You can make up your own circuit. If you know yoga moves, you can sit on your floor and do downward dog and child's pose and, you know, whatever. It, movement does not have to be this super formal workout that has to be recorded and uploaded to YouTube. No. Movement can just be moving around in your body. Um, every morning, I actually don't start with a formal workout. I start with, I call it flexi. Flexi to me is I, I lay on the ground and I, um, do this and I like warm up my shoulders on um, do arm circles um I mean it's basically a mobility workout but it's just fun to call it flexi I suggest doing flexi in the morning flexi um and then I get to listen to music I like to listen listen to 
or otherwise I'll put on a podcast that I like to listen to. I make this something that I look forward to. One of the ways to be a consistent person, to consistently show up and do the thing, is to make it something that you actually like doing. I do not like doing burpees. I'm not going to do a HIIT workout on my own. I might go to a gym and because I'm in this space where there's a lot of um, community, the whole, like, you know, the peer pressure. I might do more intense workouts, but when I'm at home by myself, I am not yelling and screaming at myself to do this hard thing. I'm keeping things um, in my comfort zone to start. I mean, even just doing this is going to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone. But, like, get this system in place before we take on more. That's what I have that up here. Ah, get your system in place before taking on more. Seriously. Do not try to do a 30-minute hit workout. I'm going to say it again. Do not try to go over the top. We're just starting with 15 minutes. And then the next thing to do is a book and read. Um, if you have a fiction book that you like to read, wonderful. I'm big on nonfiction because I think that this, uh, having this time, this is like me to take care of myself. And so this is when I'm reading my self-help books. This is when I'm reading Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass. This is when I'm reading books about CBT. I'm looking, let's see, um, just uh, The Compound Effect, The Slight Edge, Atomic Habits, um, The Charisma Myth. Uh, this is the time that I am setting in my day. So it's more of a study session, like 15 minutes of reading the book. So I'm going to write the book title. And then I'm going to write notes, takeaways, questions, things that stood out to me, things that I want to remember, pages, page numbers, whatever. But I only read for 15 minutes. So this is like, it's it, it moves pretty fast. You get a lot done because this this stuff in the morning, it's going to take you like 5, 10 minutes. Uh, this is going to take you a few minutes. This is going to take you 15, 20 minutes. This is going to take you 15 minutes. You're getting a lot done during this morning. How is this going to help you be a consistent person? Because that's the whole thing that we're working on, right? We're working on moving away from being that person who starts and stops, and we're moving closer to being that person who consistently does. I like doing all of these things. These things help me feel good. I want to consistently feel good. I like feeling good. Why wouldn't I want to feel good? I'm going to do this. I'm going to show up for myself. Sometimes we have trouble showing up for ourselves, doing it on our own, and that's why it can be helpful to have a coach or a teacher or an accountability partner. Um, my clients have seen great success in doing this with me in the morning because they know, hey, I got to show up. Um, this person is counting on me. Um, that human interaction piece is huge. But this still is something that you can do on your home or in your app. Uh, on your own, in your home, based on what I taught you today. Okay, so some of the questions that I've been getting about consistency and starting new habits. Um, how, how many habits should we try to break at once? Or I guess I should say, how many new habits should we implement at a time? That's a really good question. Um, I think that if we look back, if you look back and you're like, huh, why didn't that thing work? It's probably because you were trying to take on too much at once. Do not take on too much at once. That's why I gave you a simplified version of this for you to do on your own. Um, this is, if we look at that, this is a lot of habits happening right here with this worksheet. First, you need to wake up on time. That's a habit, waking up on time. 
in order to wake up on time, that means you need to go to bed on time. That's two habits right there before we've even gotten into the worksheet, into the, um, right? And so when people are like, oh, I'm trying to work out and I am trying to eat healthy and it's not working, I'm not consistent with that. It's like, right, because it's not just the working out and the eating healthy. In order to work out, you have to make a habit of waking up on time. You have to make a habit of having clothes ready. You have to make a habit of knowing what your workout is, right? There's a lot of things that are happening on eating healthy. It's not just, ah, you know, eating healthy is my habit. It's like, okay, well, you need to be in the habit of going to the grocery store every week. You need to be in the habit of having meals prepped. You need to be in the habit of taking time, right? Like we started <laughs> we started with putting this on a piece of paper. That's a habit. Being So going to the grocery store, having meals prepped, taking time to eat, and then choosing to eat the healthy meal. We think it's just the choosing to eat the healthy meal, but it's like you actually have to go to the grocery store and get healthy things. You actually have to know what you're prepping. So there's so many different things. My suggestion is start simpler than you think. You think that it's just let me eat healthier. There are so many smaller things that lead up to being that person who can eat healthy. So I would say start it, start with as few as you can. And I'm going to give an example. Um, I have this here. One of my goals uh, for this year, one of the things that I wanted for myself was to be someone who had clear skin. I'm in my 30s. My skin looks like crap. And then when it looks like crap, I'm known for picking at it. Like I wanted to get rid of that. So one of the ways that I did this, that I became a person who has clear skin, is I was like, you need to wash your face every night. One of the reasons that you don't have clear skin is because you don't wash your face at night, every night. You um, use like a makeup wipe. Or if you're like, oh, I didn't wear makeup today. It's okay. I don't have to wash my face, right? So like, ah, that's not good. So what I did to get clear skin, to be a person who has clear skin, is I got in the habit of washing my face every night. And I didn't get, you know, a 12-piece system or anything. It's like I got a washcloth and some soap, like, like hand soap, just like the regular soap that we've been using our hands. And I made a habit of washing my face every night. And then once that was a habit, like I actually like marked this, this is uh, bleach from the sun, but it took me, let's see, it took me until the middle of May. So that's January, February, March, April, May. It took four and a half months of me repeating that habit of, ah, I'm about to go to bed. I need to wash my face. It took me four and a half months and I tracked it on the 365 habit tracker. Four and a half months for that to become a habit. I knew it became a habit because it became automatic. So now it's December as I'm recording this. I've still kept up with washing my face, but I no longer need to track it because it's a habit. I'm like, ah, it's re I'm ready to go to bed. That's my trigger. Oh, I want to be that person who has clear skin. I'm going to do my super easy steps ah, look, I have clear skin because I have been repeating this habit the whole year, right? Um, so going back to your question, I would say try to do as few habits as um, start with one. Like literally just start with one. Do not try to change your whole life in a month, right? So when I talk about year of growth in 2020, that's like 12 months of taking on new habits bit by bit 
practicing them, making them automatic um, before, like, don't try to do it all at once. Because the funny thing is, is as I was working on, oh, I want to be, be a person who um, has clear skin, I also was like, oh, I want to be a person who has a clean kitchen. That habit did not stick. Um, I was doing too much. The, the idea was, oh, we're going to wash dishes every night before we go to bed, and I'm going to wash my face. It didn't stick. Our kitchen is still not very clean. Another question that I got is how to not beat yourself up when you fail. Yeah, this is huge. A lot of you beat yourselves up when you mess up. You think that messing up, making a mistake means that you're a failure. And if you're a failure, you need to punish yourself. You need to talk down to yourself. Um, we think that punishing ourselves and talking down to ourselves is going to create behavior change. And if we think big scale, does punishment and shaming and ridicule change behavior? It, it doesn't always have the intended effects. A better way is to teach. A lot of times we mess up because we haven't been properly taught what to do, right? Um, or we don't know the, the steps to take. That's usually why we mess up, we make a mistake. We haven't we haven't gotten a clear system in place, right? Um, we've taken on too much. The better thing to do, the thing to do is to realize like, hey, I, I keep trying to beat myself up in order to change my behavior and it hasn't actually worked. So why don't I try something different? And I'm not saying to um, be passive. I, I still want behavior change. I still want you to have a year of growth, right? This isn't about being um, just being okay with staying the same and staying stagnant if you're not happy with where you are. But it's like beating yourself up hasn't gotten you to change your behavior. So what if you, when you mess up, you're like, let me be a little bit more inquisitive. Let me see like, ah, what happened here? Why did this happen? What's going on here? Like dig a little bit deeper, like be a scientist, like look from the outside, like, oh, that's so interesting. This is a good thing to say. When you mess up, Oh, that's so interesting that happened. I wonder blank. Oh, it's so interesting that you ate an entire cake. I wonder what happened. Why did you eat an entire cake? Let's look. Let's look. What happened during your day? Oh, interesting. You didn't have food to eat throughout the day. You forgot to eat. You didn't take time to eat lunch. You didn't have it on your schedule. You didn't eat lunch. You didn't have a meal prepped. And so you ate this entire chocolate cake. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Let's let's realize eating the entire chocolate cake wasn't so helpful. What you need to do is make sure that you have a healthy meal prepped. You need to make sure you put it in your schedule that you're going to have a healthy meal prepped. You need to go to the grocery store, right? So beating yourself up, telling yourself you're an idiot, you suck, you can't do anything right. Um, then, I mean, going back to aspirational identity, you're saying those things to yourself. You're going to keep that identity of being the person who messes up. You're going to keep being the person who sucks and fails and stays the same. Um, if you want to stay the same in 2021, keep being a jerk to yourself. It will keep you exactly the same. Um, it's not a good relationship to be in. Um, you will stay the same or you will stay worse. So my suggestion is start being more inquisitive, start being a scientist, start being kind to yourself, not passive. Don't let your, don't let things slide, but like, oh, that's interesting. Let me open this up and see what's actually going on. Another question that I got is how do you 
how do you form a new habit and actually remember that you're trying to start this new habit? Yes, <laughs> we our brains need reminders. If you're like your brain has these neural pathways that have been cut out, you've been doing something a certain way for years, possibly even decades, you need something to teach your brain, hey, we're going to do something different. Um, the thing that I have found to be the most helpful for me to remind myself, hey, you're working on something different is writing. This is why I recommend starting your day with a self-care session. This is a perfect time in your day to be like, ah, yes, I'm working on that new thing. Remember, today you are going to, you know, go for a walk after work or whatever it is. If you don't take time to check in with yourself, it's going to be really hard to remember that you're working on something. If you start your day and the first thing that you're doing is consuming social media or consuming television media or whatever it is, that's the first thing that you're doing. Your brain is already, you're starting to think about the world. You, you're not, you're not progressing in life. You're not moving along because you're not taking the time to work, to like check in with yourself. Self-care session. Um, but writing is super helpful. You need, um, you need physical things in your environment. Um, my 365 habit tracker, I kept this in my bathroom. So when I was like, okay, it's time to go to bed, I already had the habit of brushing my teeth. Um, I didn't have the habit of washing my face. So I kept, this is why it's like wrinkly. I kept this in my bathroom right next to the mirror. So then it's like I walk in the bathroom. Oh yeah, I have to brush my teeth or I have to wash my face, right? This is, this is like an anchor. This is like a thing to remind me that's the thing that you're working on. So those are my suggestions is starting your day, <laughs> reminding yourself that you are working on self-care and you are working on your year of growth. And then also having the 365 habit tracker. Um, I, I try not to use my phone. I know a lot of people are like, oh, put an alarm in your phone. That just encourages me to go like, check my phone for everything. Everyone's moving on to technology. I want to move away from technology so that I don't have that constant trigger of my hand, my phone in my hand and the opportunity to check email or check social media or like check, check, check. I, I want to be in my body, like in my head and not on media so much. So my suggestion is using actual physical objects, um, paper, having time set in your schedule to remind yourself, eat lunch. Like that should be something. If you're not eating lunch every day or you're not exercising every day, it needs to be in your paper schedule <laughs> to remind you this is the thing that you're working on. You need to like, um, you need to alert your brain. Ah, this is the thing because your brain will go back to that neural pathway that's been dug out for years and for decades. You're trying to dig out a new path. It's very shallow. You're going to keep falling into that old path. And that's why, like, don't beat yourself up. That's how our brains work. You need an alert. Ah, we're digging a new path, right? And so it took me, when I'm talking about my face, washing my face, it took me four and a half months of looking at this anchor in order for that habit to actually become a habit, in order for that habit to be something automatic, right? Four and a half months. So put some physical things in your environment. Take time to check in with yourself. And yeah, the goal, the goal is consistency. The goal is not perfection. It's okay if you mess up. The goal is to be a consistent person. You're gonna, it's gonna take some time to um, get those reps in.
All right, this is great. I'm so excited for you to start implement, implementing self-care sessions, start to make this a consistent habit, a consistent thing for yourself to check in with yourself, set those boundaries, set up the scene to have a year of growth. I have one more video for you. In that video, I'm gonna go over how to actually make this your reality. How do you actually do this and continue with this and see the growth and not just not just check things off or beat yourself up because you didn't do it, but actually see the growth that you want. If you have any questions, comments, takeaways, one of the best ways to actually like learn is by engaging with the material. I'd love to see your comments. Um, that helps your brain like, ah, here's the thing that I learned. Let me take this all and put it into your own words. I'll see you in the next video. Take care.